Pokemon is a not a bad. You see, he's my son. Get that uh, Pixels reference from the trailer. The the part everyone likes. I don't even remember that part. You don't even remember that part. Like that one bit of that trailer is like maybe this isn't so bad. <laughs> but then it came out and everyone's like, this is just depressing. This is that bad. But this is also. Top 10 Thursdays. With us, Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Colin Westman. Matt Kirstens. And Qbert. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? There, Colin. Good work. We're talking about Atari games, which we're just vaguely defining as uh, games made by Atari or, or on the 2600, I guess. Right? Yeah, I think we were trying to, even though like we're kind of doing this in honor slash dishonor of Pixels, uh, we're trying to avoid like uh, some of those bigger ones like Pac-Man by Konami and, and like Donkey Kong and all that stuff. Because if, if we had those on this list, they'd all just be at the top, right? I mean, it wouldn't be as interesting. So we're kind of, we're doing some of the deeper cuts of Atari. And we got some big ones too, but I think we're going to get a pretty thorough journey into what it was like to have an Atari and play an Atari. I'm also excited to announce that we're going to be doing something live this episode, and I'm not the one who's doing it. Dancy, you you know, you want to explain what you're going to try to do? Uh, it's, it's really hard to explain. I don't know if I can like, quite portray it to the listener in an accurate manner. I know. Sometimes English fails us, but we're all, we're all writers here. Hopefully you can find the words. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna pl- play the games. We're gonna play the games. A lot of these games you've you've never played before, correct? Oh, probably ninety percent. So this will be very exciting. You're going to try to gleam a lifetime of understanding <laughs> out of minutes of gameplay. Yeah, I've already started uh, with adventure. Adventure? Why that can't hold up at all? I mean, I don't really have a bar for holding up since I never played these when they were good. Playing when they're good, but shouldn't the game always be good? Oh well, yeah, but like I can't tell if it held up or not. You know, I don't know what it was like originally. Okay, adventure. <laughs> that was one of their like early. That's like that's like a launch title. I don't know if that's true. Probably not. It was one of their early titles. Nineteen seventy nine came out at Christmas, and it's it's a quest game where you play as a. Uh, I should actually look up like the real like what that's supposed to be. And try to like no fuck it you play as a square play as a square and you go through a maze and you're trying to collect items like keys and something that i think is a grail did you guys get that there's a shiny object you pick up no i think i got a key and then i got bored of the game because it was so incredibly simple you didn't get the sword no i didn't get no sword i got an arrow and 
This birds keep stealing all my shit. Okay, that's the question. I think that's supposed to be a dragon, but it seems like the consensus on the internet is everyone says it looks like a big duck. I think it kind of. I think it kind of looks like Trogdor a little bit. To me, it was kind of like a seahorse. A seahorse and a maze. I guess all of these make just as much sense. So that thing is trying to prevent you from taking keys to, I guess, lines that become maybe doors. Like, you know, there's like those big, thick lines and they kind of glow when you, like, open them up. Kind of. Yeah. I didn't yeah. make it that far. <laughs> Basically, it's just you're finding stuff and then you're taking it to another location without being killed by those things. But I don't know. I actually found this game, like, really challenging. Like, those things are really fast, and they make a really scary electronic noise every time they touch you. You guys scared of those things? No. no. I thought it was pretty tense. No, no, I'm not scared of nothing. I don't know. They didn't really... Are we talking about the same thing? Like... We're talking about the same thing. Of course we are. <laughs> There's so much in this I just game. thought it was a bird, and it was, like, stealing my shit. It wasn't killing me. Yeah, like... but if you grab the sword, you can kill it. Yeah, I think, Sean, I think you're the only person that got to the sword. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about it. Well, see, Mike, are you supposed to take, like, the yellow key to the yellow room? Okay, I right, think so, right? yeah. So here's my thing. Like, first I found the white key, and then the bird stole it. And then I found the yellow key, and then I took the yellow key... To well, no, no, I got the white key back. I took the white key to the black room. I was like, uh, this isn't right, but I'm just going to leave this key here. I went, got the yellow key, I took it to the black room, and I was like, yeah, this isn't right. But somehow I managed to, like, throw the keys behind the, the what looked like a gate. Yeah. And then I found the yellow room, and I was like, Oh shit, so I went back and tried to get the yellow key, but it was like totally messed up behind the gate. I had a similar experience on one of my playthroughs. Yeah, my my playthrough ended when I accidentally moved a bridge somehow and I couldn't get across it anymore. Right. <laughs> it's so weird playing these games and how much you have to use your imagination, how little is explained. Like we we're all adults and we're not really sure what to do in this well, we, I didn't really look at the cover either, so I probably would have <laughs> got a lot better idea. Like, the cover is a big part of enjoying the games. You can, like, tell what these That's things are supposed to be. That's how you get your imagination kickstarted. Yeah. Yeah. And then, for, like, the real nerds, you get the booklet out, and you, like, read the backstory. Mm-hmm. Get the download, what's up. Yeah, because this thing has, like, it's like an evil magician has stolen the enchanted chalice and hidden it somewhere in the kingdom, and... There's like a whole story here, but I'm not getting getting any of this. There's a dragon called Yorgi, the Yellow Dragon. I wonder how many like, I wonder how many games had actual, you know, like novels written, like a whole fiction, <laughs> like a short story within the. No, I'm talking like a you know, 400 page book. To like go with it. Yeah. That's a computer game thing more than a console game thing in my mind like if you're playing computer games in the early 90s it would come in this giant box with this huge book for you to read and then you could play the game yeah you know i think another thing is instructions were such a big part of games back then and we're kind of just going into them cold so it makes even less sense and like <laughs> like you, you didn't even see the cover of this game 
So, you, I mean, you probably didn't even know that it was, like, knights and stuff, like... I, I mean, I assume from adventure. I found an arrow, so... <laughs> well, it's all... It's also hard to tell because it has the, like, most generic name. It's called Adventure. That could be anything. God. But don't you well, love... I love that about Atari wanted, games. The people wanted to, like, keep it real vague, you know? Yeah, I mean, you could get away with it back then. There's like, there's never been an adventure game. Let's just, just call it straight up adventure. Straight up golf. Combat. Combat. It's what you do. There is a game co- oh yeah, called Combat. We have it on this list. We'll get to that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and, ju- and just real quick, I want to describe the cover because it's pretty sweet. It's like, uh, there's a hedge maze. There's a guy riding out of it on, I think, on a horse, and there's this dragon that's like one of those kind of like Chinese dragons that's like really long. And the guy's chasing towards a castle. It's like pretty metal. <laughs> Isn't that metal? <laughs> the dragon looks kind of kind of cute. He looks. I guess he does look a little cute. <laughs> he just wants Is the he keys. Too cute. Are, would uh, Would you feel bad if you killed him? Uh, no. Because of that scary noise it makes. Like that. <laughs> Atari makes the scariest computer sounds. I don't know. There's something about it that really upsets me. It's so, like, primitive. Um, so, anyway, just to bore you guys for a second, I would say that as far as I know, Adventure is the first console game that had the idea of, like, making you play through a story even though it's not really a story it's just a maze but it's, it's a game where you're you're trying to uh you know you're not trying to just set a high score you know it's actually you have an objective that you're trying to complete it's uh it's really different from all the games that had been released up to that point as far as i know the reason that we call games in this genre adventure games is because of this game, so it's pretty important. It's like the cave painting of <laughs> adventure games. It definitely feels like lame Zelda, basically. Like it <laughs> laid the seeds for a much better game. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first game to have an Easter egg too, which is delved into in a book I've been reading called Ready Player One, which is basically nerd porn. Not literally, but it's full of nothing but geeky references and everything. Yeah, it's like nostalgia porn, right? Yeah. Basically, uh, the Easter egg is the creator of the game's name is hidden somewhere in the maze, and it's, like, really hard to get to. But, like, how exciting is that? Not very. Like, oh, I found a name. I think it's exciting if you're that guy. Maybe not so much. Uh, (laughs) I think it's exciting and. 1979 if you're a kid you're like who is this man what is this name why is it here who is warren robinette warren robinette i don't know that's not a name i've heard before is he in that book like as a character Mm -hmm. uh no but they do like mention him for a lengthy passage well i'm done then yeah let's talk about asteroids everyone knows asteroids yes pretty asteroidy. I think I did pretty good. Like, it's funny when I play these kind of games, like, maybe I think I'm doing pretty good or whatever, you know, but I have no reference to what a good score is. 
Oh God, for asteroids, I'm sure it's just like you play for like days. Yeah, I probably did pretty shitty. It's tough when a game like doesn't have an ending, so you don't really know. But if you're not familiar with asteroids, you command the SS Triangle, which is what I'll call it. Oh, I thought that was like a real name. Yeah, but like it probably does have like a real name somewhere. Like, what's the mission? Well, I mean, like, you know, I need to know the entire crew's backstory. I'm sad that Asteroids isn't one that has some, like, weird, complicated backstory that's not present in the game. <laughs> it doesn't sound like they developed one. It's just a triangle shooting at weird shapes and blowing them up into smaller shapes. But, I mean, it's actually fun. This is one that, like, I feel like I can still enjoy. Uh, I'm not very good at it. I've never really had much of a strategy. Do you guys have a, a strategy? Is there... don't, don't, I just stay in the don't middle. Move. Don't move. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> try to fly around. I just stay in the middle and whirl around and just try and hold my position. Fuck it. Just don't shoot. Just fly. <laughs> just avoid the asteroids flying. How do you move on? on? You'll survive for a long time, but you won't yeah. get any points. <laughs> so I think there's two distinct strategies we've got here. Still waiting on that film adaptation, though. What, you're not satisfied with Pixels? The one that we came up with on this podcast? Oh, shit, ours, yeah. We came up with one because in 2009 the rights were purchased, but they never made one. Yeah. Ours and had ours, had, yeah, Dennis Quaid commanded like a ship, but it was full of like newbies who didn't really know what they're doing. And the, one of the asteroids was his father. Because like his, the ghost of his soul got into an asteroid. He's played by Nick Nolte, I believe. Yeah. And I believe the whole crew was wearing cyber suits. It's <laughs> one oh, detail I remember. Wear? Why wouldn't you? It's the I natural think, progression. Uh, it's what yeah. you come up with. You gotta have cyber suits. Uh, this is one that I hear is actually really cool on an arcade console because it like lights up and you know the the line graphics. Is there a name for those? Are those vector graphics? Vector graphics. They're drawn with mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> okay you got shot all excited from talking about vector graphics i guess i did which is great because that is included in our next game as well which is battle zone battle zone i had this on a cd that went into my computer and it was a cool CD because it came in a black CD case instead of like a regular plastic one. Well, it was still plastic, but it was a black, <laughs> opaque plastic. And were you intending to buy this or was it just something that like, how did you get this? At some point, my dad just gave me a giant rack of CD games. <laughs> like he was like, I don't need this computer anymore. You boys can play games on it. Here's a collection of games for it. Um, and, you know, my brothers are all about, like, Putt-Putt and, you know, the games of our time. But there were a few gems mixed up in there. You know, the other CD-ROM game I really remember playing a lot was the Jungle Book uh, adventure game. Uh, but it's, it was like a... Um, you know, like uh, like a Monkey Island style adventure game where you're just, yeah. But instead of pointing and clicking, it worked with a microphone and you could give voice commands. <laughs> and we had this crappy microphone and it had terrible text to speech. 
so it was the hardest game I ever played. So I'd always just be like, get out of the prison! And it would just be like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> that doesn't like much fun. You're just yelling at your computer, trying to get to do things, and it won't. What kind of computer was this that you, your dad gave to you? Because it was obsolete. Some, like, Windows uh, ME machine that he had built. <laughs> Maybe it was 98 at the time. I don't remember ever using... Windows I feel like ME was, like, so cool. Well, a lot of people really hated it. Which one but was ME? Was that after like 95? Millennium Edition. Was it before or after 2000? I was it like before 2000. But it was, like, a home... Um... Was it like home edition? <laughs> Is it for like losers? <laughs> I just told you it's millennium edition. It's I know, but it millennium. sounds like it's for losers, like people that don't know what they're talking about when it comes to operating systems. Well, I don't understand I what makes like it for losers. I just feel like it's something that your aunt would have or something. <laughs> like it's not. You don't really want that. Okay, you know what? Second paragraph on Wikipedia for Windows ME, which apparently is supposed to be officially uh, pronounced as Windows ME, but fuck that. It says that Windows ME was the, was the successor to Windows 98 and was targeted specifically at home PC users. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. I feel but... like a, a real, like a hardcore uh, millennium hacker, you know? <laughs> they wouldn't... They wouldn't... Guy just try to put the Y2K virus on everyone's computer. <laughs> I'll show all of you. Um, yeah. Very so, unpopular. Do we move so, on? Sorry. Okay. I was playing so much Battlezone on there. Oh, okay. We're on Battle. Yeah, this is pretty freaking sweet. It is pretty sweet. One. It's like 3D. Yeah, like, what the hell? How did I go from adventure? <laughs> Do they, like, figure out that you can put multiple dots together to form shapes? <laughs> Tough concept. Abstract. But th this is going to be way later, right? This is, I like, four this... years. Four years later. Okay, so they kind of got the hang of stuff. Yeah. Actually, no, wait. Isn't it, It's earlier. I'm looking at... I'm thinking of the uh, home edition. In the, in the arcade, it came out in 1980. I don't know what the arcade version looked like, but... Uh... Pretty sweet is what it looked like. Because then well, it's like, just a year a later. Lot, they could do a lot more in an arcade, right? Or is it the same thing? It's probably the same. I think well, with Adventure, it's a totally different gaming concept, you know? It, that was yeah. a way harder idea to execute. Well, this is yeah. like, you know what's easy to do? Fucking shit blowing up. <laughs> Fucking other shit. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of uh, Battleship, but way better. Because you just look at it and it explodes. There's no guessing. There's no strategy. It's nice when you can play a game and you automatically know what you're doing. Like, and it kind of tells you where the other tanks are. Like, yeah. it's not super confusing. You, you, get it, you get what you are. I'm a tank. I fight other tanks. <laughs> it's very simple. And you know, what the funny... hell battle is this? Just like <laughs> tanks. It's the battle <laughs> in cyberspace. I guess it's got to be because I don't think any, like, that many tanks would converge on a valley. <laughs> And just blow each other up. It'd be pretty sweet if there was a battle like that. Just all I mean, tanks. I think it's 
I think it's time to make this movie. <laughs> I, I think it's the future, right? Because there are UFOs. There are UFOs, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't look at the cover, so. They're in the game. Where is the cover? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm yeah, looking at the arcade like cabinet. Like, maybe those just look like weird tanks. I don't know. You know, Sean, it's funny that you mentioned playing this in the 90s because I also recall my stepdad having it on his computer and I would play it and I somehow convinced myself, like, this actually is, like looks better than what I'm playing like on PlayStation. I don't know. It's like, it was so different that I thought, like, this looks, this is, like, looks really good. Like, I mean, and, and maybe... Graphics <laughs> 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 Graphics were better in the early 80s. Well, you're enjoying the vector thing. So vectors, unlike pixels, scale infinitely because it's math. It's not art. That's a horrible way to put it. It is still art. Uh, but, you know, pixels, they're just dots. And Only Sean knows the people that would be offended by that. Okay. Um, but, so, like, Battlezone will naturally look better because it's such a simple you know, wireframe style that it, it works then and it works now versus the pixels of a game like Adventure where they are working with a super limited palette, although that's bigger than black and green, but they're trying to accomplish more with less ability to actually scale up. Yeah, I can see how you could be playing like uh, Tomorrow Never Dies for PlayStation and it's like just the worst... <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like they're trying to do so much, and like you, you, you know, those games when you zoom up in, on their faces, like they do not look like people. You know, and, but going to something a little simpler, like this, where you can definitely tell what it is, not like Pierce Brosnan's like just messed up face. <laughs> I'm gonna do a screen share of it. See if we can find it. <laughs> So while you're doing that, why don't we move ahead to Breakout. Now, this is a game that I didn't know by name, but once I started playing it, it was a concept that was immediately familiar. Uh, I don't know what you call this kind of game. I, I guess Breakout was the first one of it, where basically you have a line, and there's a ball that comes down, and you break blocks up above until they're all broken. I mean, it's kind of the next step from Pong... It's just a, a one-player thing. And at least my experience with playing this um, online was that it was actually like seemed a lot harder than most versions of this I have played. I don't know if you guys had that experience. Well, what version did you play online? Was it like a port of a twenty-six hundred version of it? I played the. I'm pretty sure I played the original. Okay. And I also played Super Breakout which I think people are like, oh, well, that's like the better one, but they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Maybe one, like, the colors are a little more solid. <laughs> and another thing that's kind of unusual is I'm looking at the Breakout Wikipedia, and there's a flyer for Breakout, and it has, like, a prisoner. Like, I guess he's breaking out of jail or something. But then if you look at the cartridge for Super Breakout... I'm looking at it right looking now. At it right it's like a, it's like a totally man. different concept. It's like... Is this like 2001 A Space Odyssey? But it's like an astronaut playing this game with like a magic wand. So without actually reading the description, what do you think this game could possibly have to do with astronauts? I just imagine he's an astronaut stuck in space 
who's got like some space dot that keeps chasing around and he has to smack it with his wand thing so he can break up this space rainbow that's haunting his dreams I guess that's my interpretation of it I guess I don't know if anyone's ever been haunted by a rainbow <laughs> this guy has look at him he's super grizzled he's gone through some shit he does look like really uncomfortable <laughs> I like that the rainbow isn't like really a threat to him or anything. It's just haunting him, so he's gotta kill it. I remember the rainbow. <laughs> God, this is sweet. I love this cover. This is great. <laughs> it might be the best. I mean, we'll look at a couple other covers, but Super Breakout, it just makes no sense. Does, what is this game? Why does it have to have any kind of story? Why is it Astronaut? It's, yeah, it's just like a more advanced version of Pong. Does, does Pong have a story that I'm not aware of? <laughs> okay, here, I found out something interesting on Wikipedia. Super breakout story. For Kid Stuff Records, John Braden recorded a 7-inch 33 and one-third RPM record telling the story of Super Breakout. This science fiction story dealt with NASA astronaut Captain John Stuart Chang returning from a routine <laughs> mission transporting titanium ore from low... I guess, I don't know what that is. It, it, it has a link. Maybe it's like a planetoid or something. Anyways, from some place to a space station called New California, he encounters a rainbow barrier, presumably a force of nature that seems to have no end on either side. He has three lobbing missiles of white light that he can bounce off the hull of his shuttle, and they prove able to break through the layers of the force field. With his life support systems failing, what follows is a test endurance turned game as he strives to break through the barrier in space. And this, this is this is a record too. This isn't like a book. Like you put this on, it's like Captain John Stewart Jones, <laughs> the bravest man I ever knew. I Ping bang! <laughs> the missiles deflected against his ship. I like to assume it's yeah. You like hear the actual guys like mission log day thirty two hundred. <laughs> I couldn't break through the rainbow, but the rainbow keeps breaking through me. I've got to get back to New California. Yeah. It's like sweet sound effects. I bet that record's a collector's item. So, Nancy, did you get a chance to play Breakout? Yeah, this is basically the same thing that's on our iPods. Yeah, it, right. yeah Rick, what? Rick. iPods, phones, whatever. It's There's 8 billion you know why versions is, right? of this game. You know what? I was on iPods? Oh, why? I think I know where you're going, but continue. Steve's uh, Jobs and Wozniak supposedly developed this, right? Yeah, I read. That. I just read that. Like they were, they worked on the prototype. So Josh Gad and Ashton Kutcher basically made this game. <laughs> you think there's a scene in that movie where they're making it? <laughs> what if there was a astronaut and he was haunted? <laughs> I don't know who, who I'm is doing. That? <laughs> I guess I was going for Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I know you do such a good Josh Gad. What if we just make the ball bounce off of things? Oh, man! That was a pretty good Josh Gad. I mean, the other one the other one needs some work, but I, I see a scene going there. <laughs> We're gonna make so much money. It's not about money. What is it about? Like Buddhist bullshit. I don't know. That guy was weird. They're making another movie. Maybe I'll see that one. Centipede. One of the games that's featured in Pixels. 
no. I assume everyone was was pretty familiar with Centipede mm-hmm. before this, right? Hundred um, legs. What I didn't know about Centipede before I read the Wikipedia, though, is, I mean, what did you guys? I feel like Sean might know this, but what did you guys uh, think you were playing as in Centipede? Spaceship. Okay. Is that what everyone assume a spaceship? Because you're a magical elf. Okay, yeah. That's I not guess it makes sense with all the mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it never made sense. I mean, you just assume because it's kind of a Space Invader style game where a giant centipede is maneuvering through mushrooms to get to you. But you kind of assume just because of the black background and like this thing kind of looks like an alien that you're a spaceship. I mean, and you're shooting lasers essentially. You don't assume that you're a garden gnome. That's what it says, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, that tiny shoots. Garden gnome. But well, yeah, but is it tiny or is this like like shrunk down, like Bugs Life or something? You're not even a cool. Even a cool actually, no, you're right. It still would. Be, it would still would be a small garden gnome because it's as big as a centipede. That's exactly what you meant. Um, but so is this just a regular size centipede? <laughs> and your plague is a shrunken gnome, and you're just in a garden, I guess. I'm not sure if it says the scale of everything. <laughs> That's, I'm a little surprised. I guess it makes sense because there's like spiders, and I guess those are all mushrooms. But in my memory, the centipede like art has like a giant alien centipede monster and it has like a sweet energy laser coming out of it am, am i just imagining that is that not the centipede you know you're monster? right he's he's pretty monstrous he's basically an alien he no way he's like that's like a normal centipede because he has like a lizard tongue and sharp teeth and glowing red eyes it looks like a freaking like sticks album cover or something <laughs> i don't know like it's pretty intense it has to be an alien a giant monster. It's like the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. You guys look at the centipede. Like centipedes are pretty lame if you think about it. But this thing is like badass. I'm shocked they have not made like a centipede like on its own movie. Well, I guess I am because you play as like a no. <laughs> who would star in that? Like Danny DeVito? Or Josh Gad. Or Josh Gad. He's just getting lots of nerd work. <laughs> um... But before this list, I hadn't played Centipede in a long time. Like, I couldn't even really remember it that well. I kind of, like, could visualize it in my head. And I thought it was pretty fun. Like, it's basically Space Invaders, but I think better. I don't know. Where do you guys weigh in on that? Well, so you can move up and down, right? That's the big difference between it and Space Invaders. Yeah. It took me forever to figure that out, by the way. I never even thought to press up. (laughs) I don't know. There's something kind of perfect about Space Invaders. I, I always feel like oh, I'm, I'm all over the place with Centipede. It is. It's definitely harder, and I, I, I guess I guess I know what you're saying. But that's kind of the fun. I think is it's like it's more the challenges seem so random and like crazy every time. And like I can never really understand the route the Centipede is taking around the mushrooms. And like it always breaks up in all these pieces. But I feel like that chaos is kind of what makes it like so intense and not like boring and stupid. I still suck so much at it, though. It's still, it's like, it's pretty damn hard. You gotten a chance to play it, Matthew Carson's? Yeah, it's basically what you guys said. How do you think it compares to Space Invaders? I'm trying to think of the difference. It's just basically mushrooms. So in Space Invaders, you just have those, like, four walls protecting you. Yeah. And they come down, it's slower, 
but there's a bunch of rows of aliens versus here where it's just that centipede booking for you. It's going really fast. He's an asshole. <laughs> he is an asshole. <laughs> he has to die. Then there's uh, Millipede. Anyone play that? Mm-mm. So, What's that like? God, my memory's exactly the same. <laughs> is it just bigger? Bigger, badder. <laughs> more fucked up. I don't know. Let me look on Wikipedia. <laughs> some personal problems. I did watch a, like a trailer to Centipede, a video game. Like I guess you do something on TV. Like and it's it's pretty sweet. It's like this guy who's really '80s guy on his TV, and he gets like sucked into his TV. And there's like all this weird like war footage, and then there's like a couple shots of like this big puppet centipede, and then um, the guy like at the end comes out of the TV. He's like, "I'm a centipede." <laughs> So. Is he a centipede? Does he have like <laughs> weird? He's got like a he's got like prosthetics, like claws coming out of the side. And it just made me think like the guys who made this like play the game or like did they just hear it's called centipede and they're like okay let's go for it, <laughs> get a bunch of war footage from like the forties, and then have a guy turning into a centipede. So I will say this: the millipede box art makes it much clearer that you're in a garden. Although it make it also makes it look super trippy. Look that up at Millipede Atari. It's got like these giant purple and red mushrooms, the millipedes flying over them. Looks like a learn to read book. Learn to read on LSD. <laughs> By Timothy Leary. I I might consider reading that. It sounds interesting. I, no no, I wouldn't I wouldn't read it. I'd only listen to it if it was on a seven inch thirty three RPM record. <laughs> I don't read. I only listen to old, old records, preferably ones with astronauts. All right, let's move on to combat. I don't think we'll be talking about this too long because my experience was that this sucks. I can't even find a way to play it. Have you? So you haven't got the chance to? No. Are you just like tanks? I could send you the link, but I'm not even going to bother. Sean, did you play combat? I have played combat. It's basically your tanks, but it's like it's overhead view, and there's kind of like little barriers. And I think it needs to be played two player. Can you play it against a computer? I hope not. I don't think so because I can only play it with another player. So I ask Autumn to play it with me, and the tanks just like move really slow, and it's just terrible. It's just not that fun. Like I, I, I guess back then it was like the appeal of like. Oh, I can fight my friends in a tank and shoot lasers around, or bullets, or whatever. What does a tank shoot? Missiles? I don't care. Shells. Rockets. Shells. Rockets. Rainbows. Um, it's just, it moves too slow. It's too boring. The controls suck. I'm surprised that it was, it's considered a classic. I guess maybe because it was kind of unique for its time to have a game that just pits two people against each other, shooting each other in vehicles that's my guess Nancy have you gotten to combat yet I didn't even try because you said it was like two player yeah you're just going to be controlling one tank unless you want to play it with yourself by controlling both players isn't there also like a, an airplane mode uh, there is um, it's pretty much the same though it's not that impressive I, I think it's one of those you know if you if it was the late 70s and you were a kid 
you were hanging out with your Atari 2600, I bet combat would be one of the games you go to to play with your friends. Yeah, that's but... that's like your go-to party game. Like, oh, we're having a sleepover, dude. We're going to go see... Let's see, what, what year did that come out? I got I to gotta build the perfect evening. 1977? Okay, well... But it can't be Star Wars, because Star Wars is too good. You go with your friends to go see... Smokey and the Bandit. Hell yeah. Then you're, yeah. then you're coming home to play combat. You listen to your RPM records. I got nothing. This is a terrible <laughs> evening. Crystal Castles. Which isn't just a band. It is also a game. Yes, you got to play Crystal Castles. It'll blow your mind. Alright. Commence. Colin, did you get the chance to play Crystal Castles? Yeah, I played a little bit of this one. It's kind of like Cubert, uh, except if you were a bear. Which is better, because bears are better than Qbert, I guess. It's, That's just like a fact. It's pretty much. Am I supposed to be avoiding these guys? Pick up the red dots. Trying to get apples? Is that what those are? I thought they are jewels. I, I assume they're apples, because everybody knows bears like apples. You guys enjoying these bear facts? I'm just rolling out. All I know is bears like toilet paper. Um, <laughs> they like garbage, too. Bears love garbage. <laughs> okay, so Crystal Castles, it's kind of hard to describe if you're, not, if, if you're not familiar with it or haven't seen it or haven't played it. Basically, it's these stages that I, I think they're all part of one castle, and they're described as trimetric. Uh, kind of 3D-looking like platforms that you go around and pick up either apples or jewels or something. I'm sure there's like you can find this out, but I'd rather just not know and accept the mystery. I'm gonna go with. I know this is a leap. I'm gonna go with crystals. Oh yeah, that probably makes sense. But that's what the castles are made of, right? Doesn't it seem kind of redundant to pick up crystals in a crystal castle? Okay, I just figured out that the, the things on the ground I have to pick up. You didn't. I thought it was just like the design of the level. It's the same color. Yeah, I know. But that's literally the only thing you do. <laughs> I was picking them up. I just didn't have just to by them accident. Up. We'll, get, we'll let you get let you get a feel for it for that for a minute. I mean, I think the most impressive thing about just turning this game on is how it looks. I mean, think about this from where we were when we were playing Adventure. Like this looks way better. It actually has, like, things look like things. <laughs> like, you can tell it's a bear. And you can tell that's, like, a stage, and there's, like, uh, centipedes walking upright in pots of honey and witches and ghosts. Like, I was really impressed. I was surprised I hadn't heard of this game. Well, I know you played it on the IGN website, and that is not the Atari 2600 of Crystal Castles. <laughs> that's, like, a way better version. I think that's probably the Commodore 64, or maybe just the straight-up arcade version. Okay, I'm now looking at the original. Yeah, I'm looking at some screenshots of the Atari. It looks it's, way shittier. It looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's probably... That's probably okay, let me play, let me play that version. So, Nancy, what are you looking at right now? I mean, I could kind of tell it was a bear. Okay, so you're looking <laughs> at something way shittier than what I thought. <laughs> See, now I have to, like, start all over again because I thought it was something so much better. 
Alright, here we go. Crystal Castles. Artwork looks good on the on the cartridge. It's a bear with a little cute little wizard hat. I like him. Yeah, it's like a, a red version of Mickey's hat from Game uh, Reset. Fantasia. Oh, it's so loud. You know what the one the one where he commits broom genocide? Okay, never mind, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, but oh my god. I actually oh. no, I'm kinda I'm kinda liking it. I'm kinda liking it. I, I mean, I, I I do have to question like what versions of these games are we <laughs> stacking against each other? I we, it's got to be the original, right? Does it have to be the Atari twenty six hundred version? Yeah, I mean the original in this case would be an arcade game that is probably the one you play. Mm -hmm. This is kind of fun. I mean, it was made by Atari just for and an the, arcade. And, okay. And that's also true for for Battlezone, by the way. Yeah, I don't even was that even on an Atari twenty six hundred? Oh, it was, and it's, it's like hard oh to my imagine. God. What, it's, what's it's, going on? It's all green and brown. Oh. I'm being chased See, by Nancy's like a giant the experience. They're all twenty six hundred games for him. I'm playing it now. Super scary. You like there's ghosts everywhere, and then you get chased by a giant fart. It's still good. It's still good. Uh, it doesn't look as good as I thought it did, but it's still fun. Nancy, you having fun? Yeah. See, it's fun. <laughs> can, can you give us anything else? Me? Yeah. Like, what? What is your purely twenty six hundred experience of this game? I don't know. I just got pissed that I didn't know that I was supposed to pick up this thing, and then by then I like only had one life left, and I was like. I was like trying to jump on those guys and some weird stuff. Mm. Mm. It's just, you know, it's kind of like Pac Man. It is worse. like Pac Man. Maybe, probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so worse Pac Man is what Crystal Castles is. <laughs> Let's move on to something I think is a little more original, and that's Missile Command. Once again, I think everyone knows Missile Command. Uh, it's just you blowing up missiles so they don't hit you. Is that how the military does it? Yeah, the military is super hardcore. They're always just shooting missiles with other missiles. It's awesome. <laughs> we're, we're actually getting assaulted by missiles all the time, but, you know. <laughs> They're just shooting them down. Yeah, they, they haven't missed once. <laughs> I think in the arcade you play this with a trackball, right? Yeah, I think I got to play one of the missile command machines at the... Don't they have one at the Seattle... Pinball museum? They do, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It is a fun game. It's pretty hard. I feel like it's hard from the get-go, too. Yeah. Like, it's one of those games that I'm just never, ever in my entire life going to be good at. Instead of shooting where they are, you have to shoot where they're going to be. Yeah. Remember from that Futurama episode that is the exact same plot as Pixels? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably don't like sued or anything. I guess you can't like sue over like similar sounding concepts. I don't know actually. I'm sure you could. Because like intellectual property. But it's like you might not win the case. You might just be sinking money into this dumb claim. But it made more sense back when I predicted that Pixels would make a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, it didn't do so hot. No. Didn't even beat Ant-Man. Nope. 
I'm reading here that apparently in Missile Command you protect six uh, Californian cities, which I did not know because it always looks the same. Protect Eureka, San Francisco. Yeah, I didn't realize. San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, and San Diego. Huh. How about that? So if you're, I guess it makes sense because you're assuming it's a missile attack from Russia, right? Yeah. So it would probably be on that coast. Why not California? Why not take out San Diego? <laughs> About time they learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we have much to have Missile Command. I think everybody likes it. I had it on uh, one of my Game Boy, like Hong Kong, 50 games in one cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I played a lot of Missile Command in my youth. And um, I always thought it was pretty cool. Did it have like an alternate name? Because from China, like Red Strike or something. <laughs> they all they all had like the scam with those Hong Kong cartridges, where they'd be like seventy five games to one, but like ha- it would be like thirty games, but they're all in there like three times under three different names, none of which are the actual name of the game. <laughs> I I wish I could remember any of them. But it's like uh, Mao's Pride. Red Strike and uh, Shanghai Surprise. <laughs> I assume all of those are pretty offensive, so I'm, I'm going to apologize for that right now. Let's talk about Outlaw. Another two-player game, so I'm not sure if anyone really got to enjoy it. Did anyone attempt to play Outlaw? No. Like, a few of these I watched, like, this guy review them online, and it was, like, this guy with, like, a super thick, like, New York accent. <laughs> He's just like, oh, Outlaw's like one of the first games where you get to try and shoot another guy and, like, ricochet off the walls and stuff. It's fucking kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> he also re- reviewed Warlords, which is fun to hear him just say, Warlords. Anyways. So this was uh, one, like, I just played Combat, and then I saw this, and I was like, oh no, it's the same thing again. It's not going to be fun. And once again, I asked Om to play with me, and we had a lot of fun, actually. You can move pretty well. You can bounce bullets off the walls, which makes no sense. I I thought you were in the desert. I'm not sure where you are. It's actually pretty fun for the kind of game it is. You know, just cowboys shooting each other. There's only so much to it but at least you can move well and you can use your environment to your advantage. I'm also reading an amazing fact that apparently it was in the arcades in 1976. I didn't even know, like, like I thought Pong, like, kind of started off in, like, what, like, 77? Or was that even earlier? That was probably earlier. I guess we're going to find out. Like, I, I wasn't aware that... For some reason in my mind, video games started, like, 1977. So anything before that like blows my mind. It's like, did, did they even know like what a computer was? Let alone like using it to make games. So I want to say you could buy like the Sears Pong thing in like '73. Like it was pretty early. Well, let's move on to Pong since it's next, anyways. Nancy, you probably don't need to play Outlaw. Yeah, I just I just finished my uh, missile command. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Any more thoughts on missile command? That's yeah, pretty fun. So let's go on to Pong. <laughs> Sean, you you guessed seventy three. 
I'm seeing now that 72 may have been the earliest release of it. I'm not sure in what form. Like if that was, a, I guess it probably would have been an arcade machine. So yeah, in 73 you probably could have got like the home version. So 70s. I love looking at this on Wikipedia, the Pong arcade cabinet. It's just a big wood cabinet, big yellow front, some crazy ass dials, and a TV that's like 50 feet behind the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Did they like belt out your eyes? eyes or something? Far away. <laughs> Maybe it like kind of like they somehow magnified it or like made it look cooler. Like if it was far away, depending on what kind of glass they used. I have no idea. I've never had the privilege to play a Pong mm-hmm. arcade cabinet. And it's pretty enjoyable. It's pretty simple. It's a great multiplayer experience. Yep. So you're, if you've never played Pong, you play as two rectangles that bounce a square around. Possibly two uh, astronauts. Possibly <laughs> two rocket ships bouncing an alien invader around. Um in the style of a, a ping pong, that's the name. Except they just called it pong. Why did they? Get, why didn't they just call it ping pong? Because there's no ping. It's, it's what, cooler. What is, it's cooler. If you just use the last part, like if you call a movie Hook instead of Captain Hook. All right. <laughs> Moving on to Rare Velocity. <laughs> okay, I. This was okay. So before, um. Like, right when I was, like, thinking, oh, this would be a fun idea, I just looked up, like, what people said the best games were, and I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark a couple times. I'm like, okay, well, that should be fun. It'll be interesting to see a movie adaptation game. I go to that site. I don't know how to play it. Um, did anyone else crack crack the code? <laughs> Has anyone else attempt it? Oh, wait. I, I'm attempting I, it right Well, now. I watched the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd review of it. And wasn't, like, the thing he said at the beginning was that you need, like, two controller ports to make it work? Like, he started playing it, and it didn't work, and he was like, oh, I guess I gotta plug the joystick into the second player port. Alright, so if this exists online, you assume it would just be some other, you know, keys on your keyboard that would help you, right? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to try it one more time. Oh my god, it's so loud. So it starts with Indiana Jones. He's coming down from, like, a spring or something. And I Why pressed... Why did it have to be springs? Okay, I pressed A, and now I'm in a blue lake with a snake and a... Oh, this is really difficult. Can you move? I can't... I haven't figured... I haven't gotten that dad yet. <laughs> I'm in a new location, at least. I don't know how to do... And, oh my god, that stupid fucking noise. I can't even take it anymore. I'm going to I'm gonna close out of this right now. I don't think it's, a, it's supposed to be a good game. I, well, I don't know. I must have misread something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I it's good by the standards of other super primitive... Hey, he's wearing games. a hat, isn't he? It didn't look so fun. It was, according to... Our good friend Wikipedia, getting a lot of name recognition for Wikipedia mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, Raiders was released alongside E.T. for Atari 2600. So I'm sure, compared to that, anything could seem pretty good. 
Did anyone go out and try to play E.T.? Uh, yes. <laughs> how'd, how'd that go for you? Well, I mean, everyone says, like, oh, you just keep falling in that pit. And I'm like, well, I'm sure there's ways to get out of the pit. I just kept falling in that damn pit. <laughs> and, like, there's all these, like, concepts that I was reading, like, that what's, what's supposed to be going on in the game, and I did not grasp those at all. It's like, you got to run away. Like, these guys were trying to take you to this building to study you. And this guy is, like, this other government agent. And it's, like, all these characters and, like, abilities. And, like, I have I have not... I do not recognize any of this. This is just a bunch of weird shapes, and I'm falling a hole over and over again. It was barely a game. I hated it. I hated Raiders, too, because I couldn't figure it out. Nancy, have you figured out Raiders of the Lost Ark? No, I it, It's, yeah. It was a mistake to put that on here. Well, then, speaking of Raiders, let's talk about Star Raiders. Okay, Star Raiders... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't think I played this one. You should give it a try, just to like, because it. You don't even kind understand of an, it. It's kind of an assault on the senses. Mm-hmm. Like I play it, and I don't really know what's going on. It's it's really hard to grasp. I bet it could be fun. Like if you knew what you were doing. I have no idea what's going. On. So I'm I'm looking at a a, a building and it's full of windows. And I'm clicking on the windows. Are you playing the right version? And then I hit game select, and I'm flying through space. Uh, not going so good. Okay, yeah. So this is a game where I just heard good things, put it in. Bad game. Very confusing. It happens, man. Can't trust everybody. Can you imagine spending money on that? Like, Sean, you you like know that. about games. Where how much do you think an Atari game was back then? God, it's probably so much. It's probably so much. Here, I, I'll let me Google it. It's like Eighty bucks. How much was an Atari game? Atari two twenty six hundred game. I don't know when it came out. When it came out. I do feel like this was a console that only super rich kids had oh yeah um i don't think a 2600 is that expensive i'm i'm thinking it's more like 40 50 60 bucks like probably around what it is now mm-hmm. okay let's see here some guy's saying that like there's like on some forum on GameSpot. it's like how much Oh, no, he's talking about NES games. But then some guy says, like, when Donkey Kong Country came out, it was, like, eighty nine ninety nine. Is that true? That can't be right. I remember some games were, like, seventy nine ninety nine because God, almost $100? It's, like, adjusted for inflation. It's, like, a $100 game, basically. All right. Someone who claims to be old on this forum <laughs> says that Cheaper games were fifteen to twenty five, and like a like a big title like Asteroids or ET was thirty. So not exorbitantly expensive. Still, when you could go to a movie for two bucks, yeah. it's hard to justify that investment in what is probably not a movie length worth of entertainment, right? Like maybe that's the case with Pong or Adventure, but how much are you really gonna play Star Raiders? I don't. That's not fair because I don't know how to play stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's super fun when you get into it. 
Oh, and just another fun fact, when the Atari 2600 launched in September 1977, it cost $199. Not that's that's actually more expensive than I thought. 200 bucks to like try to figure out what Star Raiders is. <laughs> what if that's what if you you think there was some kid out there, some kid who like saved up his money? <laughs> I feel like that took a kid in the 70s like years. <laughs> and then got Star Raiders. And then just like left home, never returned. <laughs> Became a drifter. So with inflation, that's like almost eight hundred dollars to play these games. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I mean, I guess it was such a weird concept back then, but it was like so exciting. Like, oh, I gotta try this. It's like the new thing. You know, all these exciting titles. Like Star Wars. Yeah, I gave up. Gave up. You gave up? It looks cool. It looks kind of cool. It's kind of like, um, it reminded me a little bit of Battlezone if, like, you could move way, way less. Because <laughs> it's from, like, a kind of a first person point of view. And there's, like, TIE fighters coming at you, and you can shoot them. It's okay. What are you talking about? I played, like,. I was, uh, it was like Hoth. It was like Hoth? You're probably playing Empire Strikes Back. I don't know. <laughs> there's a couple ones. I think they all came out around the same time. Actually, there's, I think, a multi... I don't know how many were made by Atari, but there's also one that's like lightsaber training. Where it's just the scene where Luke's like shooting a little ball thing that shoots lasers. Like he's fighting it with his lightsaber. Uh, the one I played, assuming it's correct... Uh, was like first person view from the X-Wing shooting TIE fighters and then other things that kind of just looks like big farts and then you're like in the trench of the Death Star and I couldn't tell if it exploded or if I lost that's another bad sign about a game is you can't tell <laughs> what happened if you won or lost I like did I win? so yeah this was based off, off that original Star Wars arcade game did anyone ever get to play that in an arcade? I think I watched a video of it Looked pretty sweet. Yeah, I played this in an arcade once, mm. and it is pretty sweet. What what kind of arcade would have such an old game? Uh, I don't remember where I was, but it happened. What you need to know about it is it's one of those cool like sit down arcades. Mm-hmm. Like, sit down, like all the all the games. Like you're sitting like in a spaceship. Like right. you're sitting in a spaceship. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> driving your X-Wing. Drinking a tab. Drinking a tab. But it's still, you've got like a joystick thing, but it's still just got like a left and right and trigger. But it feels pretty cool. Alright, so if we learned anything about this game is that there is a way to play it that makes you feel pretty cool. So that's <laughs> something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the Atari version. It was just okay. But it wasn't terrible. At least I knew sometimes what was happening. But I always know what's happening in Tempest. Do you? What's happening in Tempest? <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't. I can't really explain it, but I know what I'm supposed to do and how to play. But what are you in Tempest? I assumed you were a spaceship, right? Uh, we've made that assumption before, and it's been completely wrong. Okay. Nancy, have you played Tempest yet? No. You should check it out. You might like it. Vectors. 
the picture on Wikipedia of the arcade cabinet is pretty scary. It's like this alien warlord. Have you determined if it's a spaceship or not? I'm pretty sure it is a spaceship. I, I want to... Okay, let's see here. Yeah. The game takes place in a closed two-rubber field, blah, 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 blah. The player controls a claw-shaped spaceship named Blaster. Blaster. And is also equipped with a super zapper. God damn, you're right. Gotta add that super zapper. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what this would be like on an Atari's 2600, though. I bet you it looks like blocks. <laughs> yeah, would be my guess. <laughs> well, the, the tank one, didn't that one look okay on Atari? It looked okay, but again, it looks like blocks. It doesn't have the sweet vector graphics that the arcade version has. Yeah, oh god. You know, that's, that was something so hard about doing research for this list, is I kept thinking I found the game without thinking about, wait a minute, am I playing this or the arcade version? Like, the arcade version of Tempest is amazing, but now I'm looking... I didn't actually get to... Once again, I didn't play the Atari version. kind of looks like garbage. It's okay. It's still an Atari game. They made that cabinet, too. That's true. I guess we didn't really ever make the distinction about what... Maybe let's just not say that they, we have to be talking about the Atari 2600 version. We could just be talking them, talking about them as games that were made by Atari. Around the 2600 era. Because at least the arcade versions of a lot of these are actually still enjoyable. An Atari 2600 is just like a, a obsolete device that it's hard to make any fun come out of it. I kind of am with you on that, man. It's, it's so it's primitive. It's so primitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a Coke. I think we're out of Coke, Sean. Buck, buck, you guys buck, have Fanta? Probably. For some reason, those are the first ones gone. We had these super crazy sweet strawberry Fanta sodas, and everybody's drinking them up and going, Ew, gross! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only had one, because I, I just needed the one to have that reaction. I, John's had a couple. Yeah, John's had a couple. I had, I had two that I cut with some seltzer, and that's, that worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I'm curious, Nancy, did you play the sweet version of Tempest or the shitty version? Uh, it was pretty shitty. Okay. <laughs> you should check out a picture or something or, or, of the other one. The other one's not hard to find, but I'm not expecting you to go, like, too far to find it. I've already given up. Okay, well, it looks fucking sweet. It's it's more like that tank game. I don't know which version what? I played. The real tank the real game. game. Vectors. <laughs> not the shitty tank game. <laughs> to make the distinction. Plus, it's one of my favorite genres, tube shooter. <laughs> what are other tube shooters? I think we have another one on this list. I, I don't know what a tube shooter is, so is that the next one? Or is the last one? Warlords. Warlords. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, if anyone else can figure this out, let me know. Again, I just watched that... New York guy play it. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's wicked awesome. It's totally a classic. You're not gonna get this experience from any other game. <laughs> I think I maybe played this game. Oh, like Sean bought like a PlayStation Two collection of Atari games, and I feel like he brought it over to my house and we played it with my dad <laughs> and maybe 
Captain Judd's brother. But the graphics were like way better. Yeah, I think that was on Dreamcast. Oh, that was maybe it sweet. was. Yeah. I am only controlling one of the things. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's, it works. Does this have to be multiplayer? I think so. It's like a four-player game, basically. And you protect your blocks. Yeah. Oh, you protect them. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. Um, and yeah, I guess you. Another one. You, you need friends. You need friends to play it. That doesn't even like exist anymore. It's like, if dude, if you don't have friends, you can't play. Towerfall. Okay. Yeah. But like back then, like you had to have friends to play some of these games. If you're like a weird, creepy loner, then you don't get to enjoy Warlords. Which, from these pictures, looks like it's like knights and stuff. Oh, what are you doing? It's, you're just like, just like protecting, your, protecting kingdom. your kingdom. Yeah, locking your shit from down. fireballs. Yeah. Would you want to Go. protect your kingdom from fireballs? Fireballs are deadly dangerous. I feel like there's enough here for a sweet record. How about it exists? I don't think so. Yeah, bounce that shit. Game Informer ranked it the 25th best video game of all time in 2009. The original trash talking four player combat game. Trash talking? Hey, you play like garbage! You did the best game ever! Noma! You've, this is someone playing it in like the late 90s. For some reason. That's why they yell no more. <laughs> it just kind of slipped out. Okay, maybe so. Maybe he's playing against a young Nomar Garcia Parra. Oh, there you go. Or this is his buddy. <laughs> in the early 80s. It's up to interpretation. Yeah. Let's move on to our last game, uh, which is one I didn't. I was not familiar with, but when I played it, really enjoyed. Once again, I don't know what version I was playing, and now I'm afraid. I'm pretty sure I was playing the original, though. I think I was too, because it was kind of shitty looking. You're like a little thing, and then it's just like gobbledygook. Yeah, so the game is Yar's Revenge. Sweet sci-fi game. Uh, created by Howard Scott Warshaw. I think he was also the E.T. guy, wasn't he? Just another feather in his cap. But this was like his like <laughs> his debut with Atari. So it's like, uh... he was hot shit. This was the best-selling game for the console. And he's like, well, let's see what I got next up my sleeve. Well, to be fair, like, he only had, like, a, like I think it was, what, like, four eight weeks, like a month, maybe even less to finish E.T. So you can't really blame the guy. And he had to shit out Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he had to shit out Raiders of the Lost Ark, too. So. <laughs> His legacy is tainted by a few drugs. But this game I really liked. So if you didn't know, you're controlling an insect-like creature called a Yar. Who, I'm reading this straight from the Wikipedia. Thanks, Wee. Is he A-Yar or is he V-Yar? He's A-Yar. And he must nibble or shoot through a barrier in order to fire his Zordon cannon into the breach. The object is to the destroy breach. the evil Quotile, which exists on the other side of the barrier. The Quotile can shoot at the Yar, even if the barrier is undamaged by turning into the Swirl. The player is warned before the shot is fired, and he can retreat to a safe distance to dodge the enemy's energy blast. The Yar can hide from a pursuing destroyer missile within a neutral zone in the middle of the screen. But the Yar cannot shoot while in the zone. It's pretty sweet. The, the Zorlon cannon? <laughs> Nancy, have you played this yet? I'm playing it right now. It's fucking sweet. It is sweet. And I love how like it looks like it's like a weird VCR mistake. <laughs> what is the little thing like uh, chasing me doing? So that'll always try to kill you. It can't kill you when you're in the VCR fucked up spot. 
but you can't shoot in that spot. And you can go to both sides to try to destroy that thing. Oh, I didn't know I could go to the other side. And then to finally destroy the Quitone, that purple thing, you want to be touching it, and then you like you hit fire, and it'll fire a missile, but you got to be like lined up with it. It's pretty. It's kind of unique, actually, for its time. Like, granted, they didn't have a lot to work with back then. Like, to think that someone could come up with something that's kind of a unique concept like this, make it fun, you know, and add original so ideas. So how do I kill it? So you got like most of its shield down. Yeah. You want to be like touching it, basically, and then you and then you press fire, and a big missile will come from the other side of the screen, or some oh. Zorlon, oh or like whatever the fuck awesome. it is. Did you have you managed to hit it? with that oh, yeah. and then your screams off. <laughs> you basically blow up everything in existence yeah that's number one <laughs> all right let's let's get to list making uh raiders the last argument is like one of the worst things I've ever played so that's off plus you need two controllers to even play it i i think it's definitely got to be off if we didn't even get to play it wait i think there's one more oh no what will it be <laughs> okay, so he's added basic math. Um, I'm not sure if it was actually made by Atari, but let me. It looks like it was. Is it that was. a real game? It is. I'm playing it right now, so. Oh. <laughs> You're not very okay, good there's... at it, are you? <laughs> it's just the noises. Getting okay, pumped. so there's a green screen. And there's, really get how you there's plus it. nine with a line under it, and then there's a line above nine. I guess I'll, I'll type in... No, I can't type in that. Okay, I typed in nine. Oh, I see. What do I do? You press up and down. Okay, so I have nine plus two, and I have to figure out what it is. I think... Wait. I can't select 11? I don't understand. Oh, I gotta go... This must be really exciting to listen to me try to figure this out. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it now. Oh, nice. Dude, I just did basic math. You having some fun with numbers? We'll put... You know, I, the, the sound it makes when you get it correct is delightful. <laughs> so I'm putting that into consideration. This is probably more fun than, like, all of the games. <laughs> like, at least you know you where you stand with this game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Star Wars isn't very impressive. And Star oh. Raiders wasn't very impressive. Wait, uh, I don't know how I'm doing the list here. I'm just kind of doing whatever. Star Raiders uh, and Combat sucked. Again, some fun games in other contexts. Yeah. I'm sure there's a good this. version of Combat. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. You know, I know it's pretty influential, but should we keep Adventure? Nah. I don't think adventure really holds up. I mean, did, yeah, did anyone really actually have fun? Nah, Was it an adventure I, worth I taking? I quit after probably less than three minutes in. Yeah. It. Okay, so Warlords. Um, it can be good, but I did not experience yeah, no that. Experience the good version. You gotta have four, four friends. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Somehow. nine, ten, eleven. No question is, do we keep basic math? No, we do not keep basic math. Is this any of the most fun? Of all these games? Except for the Yars Revenge. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> okay. If Yars Revenge was like a, a learning game where you had to add numbers to shoot the missiles. 
It would be the perfect game. Oh, yeah. But, like, Yards Revenge, like, I could totally imagine it being, like, a sweet, like, concept album and, like, a movie and it's, like, a sweet game. Uh, we'll see where that ends up, though. Okay, so the worst of these games... I, I do like all these games. Uh, I guess Outlaw, because there's really not much to it, but it is pretty fun. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Warlords is, like, way better than Outlaw. So, let's put it at 10. Warlords is at 10? No, uh, you can put Outlaw <laughs> at 10. I don't care. I'm just saying, like... That and that's the same problem if you gotta have a friend. You know, you make a good point. I didn't play Warlords in, like, its legit form. I really don't care, Sean. I'm going to take out Outlaw and put in Warlords, because you seem pretty smug about it. <laughs> okay, uh, so Warlords is 10, and then I guess, like, Crystal Castles can be good, but it's also, like, a really shitty version, so I'll put it next for no I reason. Mean... Like, I thought we agreed you wouldn't have to disqualify the arcade version. Okay. Um, well, can you think of something that's not as fun? Centipede. Okay, fine. I don't care. I don't care enough about Centipede. I like, just like Space Invaders. Okay, I understand. That's a lot. Okay, so... Then what? Then Crystal Castles? Or Tempest? No, Tempest is so cool. No. Well, then say something. I don't know. Tempest is so <laughs> yeah, cool. Crystal Castles is cool. It's got that dopey bear. Dopey bear. Yeah, he's heavy Tempest, you're a claw spaceship. Claw spaceship. Yeah. You're shooting a super laser. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're getting to some good ones. I mean, these are all good, but... Ooh. So, Tempest, Breakout. I guess... Breakout? Is Breakout more or less fun than Pong? It's probably less fun, right? It's more fun if you're alone. <laughs> I guess it is kind of a different game, so it's hard to compare. Solo Pong. Nancy, what was your impression of Breakout? Yeah, it's okay. It's like I played it before. I guess it's pretty, like, influential. Like, it took Pong and made it more intense, and now we all have it, like, on our phones or iPods or something close to us. I feel like we don't have it on our phones anymore. Maybe not. I did. Unless it's secret somewhere. I know it's secretly on the Nintendo 3DS. Remember there was that version of Breakout where, you, like, Mario came in and jumped in the, the little paddle? Surprise noises. What was that? Was that still called Breakout? Or was that called something else? Paddle Bros. <laughs> Super Paddle Bros. Super Paddle Bros. <laughs> That's pretty lame. Okay. <laughs> so we have Asteroids, Battlezone, Breakout, Missile Command, Pong, Tempest, and Yars Revenge. Uh, I would put Battlezone next. I mean, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, but so you're, sweet. You're just like trucking and shooting. You know something I did have trouble with Battlezone's not getting... Like, it was hard for me to avoid getting hit. Where you got just, like, those big missiles coming at you. It's like, where do I go? (laughs) I guess I just get hit. You just die like a man. Like the glass cracks on the screen. Wrecked. It is a cool way to die, though. Like, Yeah. fucking dead. Getting shot by a tank's a pretty cool guy. As much as I love it, let's do it. put it on there for the sake of progress. 
And then maybe break out? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Even though I, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, John Stuart Chang, the astronaut. Well, that was so super that was breakout. It was still for Atari, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's change it to super breakout. <laughs> just, for... <laughs> just for the cover that has some The greatest. It was probably the best cover out of all these. Bald space fighting a rainbow. Um... Does anyone, like, really like Asteroids that much? Like, <laughs> the cool thing about Asteroids is that because of Asteroids, we get Defender. And that leads to games like Galaga. Like, it's a cool starting point game. Kind of like, you know, Pong or Adventure. But I don't know if it's super fun now. It's too hard. <laughs> well, okay, so that, I mean, that that's got to count for it, right? It's still legitimately challenging it's still yeah. fun to play but it's i think fun. all these games are at this point or at least they should be okay tempest i'm i'm pretty impressed it's made it this high it's pretty good but it's, it's, <laughs> oh yeah i guess it's just been trucking along because it's pretty sweet it looks so cool it's really it's really hard though i could i could barely beat the easy stages yeah okay it looks so sweet though it's the yeah. future <laughs> we made it pretty far not a good spaceships okay uh, I'd probably go with Pong under Missile Command. Maybe. I mean, if we're talking about influence, you know, Pong's the game. Sean, there's a little game called the Yars Revenge, and it is the most badass metal science fiction adventure. All right, then let's at least put Pong at number two. Fine. So Yars Revenge is number one. It's so sweet. Okay, it's I didn't play it that much. So I don't have much no, connection. Well, to you, it, but... I had to actually look up to like figure out how to finally beat the thing once I broke down the barrier. But once I did, I was like, "Oh my god!" And I played it for like several rounds too. It's like I can, I can keep playing it. I enjoy it too, right? Knowing how to play it is, yeah. Makes it yeah, okay. but I mean, like people back then had the instruction booklet, so they they were all set. So, you you would have put it at number one, right, Nancy? Besides right. basic math, yeah. Basic okay. math, honorable one point five. Uh, so that's it for our uh, brief look at some of the games that were on. Uh, the Atari 2600 and also in arcades around this this, this time. I'm a little sad you, we didn't get to hear you talk about your dad's Commodore VIC-20 machine which is fairly similar to the Atari 2600. But, uh, talk about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, what else we'll ever get the chance to. This is like bonus content for anyone that makes it this far. Okay. I don't know if there's like that much to talk about the Commodore VIC-20. It was just it was a th- i remember the first time we played it my dad just kind of pulled it out of nowhere he's like i'm gonna set up this thing i had from college and it's like a computer and you can like print stuff but there's also like some games and he had a bunch of weird paddles that you could use to control and we played some of these old old games um i know his favorite game was joust i doubt we had joust on the vic 20 though I, I, that even exists probably not how many times did you get to play it in your life Oh yeah, there was a Vic Twenty version of Joust. We probably played that. Um, 
so like the Commodore 64, the, the VIC-20 was a, a big keyboard, and it was like super confusing. And for that reason, I did not play it too much because I could not really figure out how to get it to work. I mean, this is a thing from before composite cables being standard. So like, I didn't even really know how to hook it up to the TV. <laughs> how did you hook it up to the TV? Or how did I you don't dad? even. I can't even remember what that type of cable is called. But you know, it's it's the ones where they kind of have like a little hook, and you kind of screw it in. Oh. Not like one of those. Oh. Is that RF? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I know the NES has used those. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Things <laughs> things are crazy back then. <laughs> you basically had to be an electrician to play video games. Anyways, I remember I got to play it at Chad's house once. Chad's dad brought down the box from storage and i remember he was all about this game called gort gorf gorf i think it's with an f okay and he was like gorf is great (laughs) (laughs) that was his defense of it i feel like is that based on a movie or something i i I, I, it's just a game looks like Made it was just kind of like Space Invaders, right? I don't know if we played it. <laughs> He's just telling He's us about telling it. Us, and I was like, well, it sounds good. <laughs> I think I just, I remember we did get to watch him play Pac-Man for a little bit. He, he was getting into it. I don't even know if I actually played the system. I just, might have just watched your dad play it for a little while. So, like, it was really intimidating to a kid who had, like, played games on Nintendo. Because it's just this big big brown keyboard and all the cartridges are just like brown blank cartridges that just have a word like gorf on it and it's like what (laughs) and and you know my dad had it in college so he also had like you know some programming things and like he he had a printer for it and he's like i could print things sean this is a big deal um but it, it wasn't a big deal to me but uh Eventually, in in like high school, I just like went in the garage and took it and hooked it up and played it a little bit and then put it up on my shelf and it's still there to this day. Along with all your other more modern video game console boxes. Yeah, and all my older video game consoles in those boxes. They're up there. Like a museum. Yeah. Interesting. I'm surprised your dad didn't name you Gorf. Well, you know, Sean Connery is like his number one cool thing, and then Gorf is like number two. So Zardos, Gorf, Lemmy. Zardos was Uncle Ingo, not my dad. Oh, you, your dad doesn't um, like Zardos? Well, Uncle Ingo gave it to my dad as a joke from their youth that I don't understand. It's very adult. <laughs> so, in conclusion, our top ten. Uh, Atari games from around the Atari 2600 era. Let's let's say mostly games before 1982, because that's when Pixels games are all supposed to be from, even though some of those things are from past 1982. But anyway, Pixels sucks. Number 10 is Warlords. Number 9, Centipede. Number 8, Crystal Castles. Number 7, Battlezone. Number 6, Super Breakout with John Stewart Chang. Is that, is that right? Uh, number five, Asteroids. Number four, Tempest, because it looks so cool. Number three, Missile Command. There's an I in missile. It's hard to remember. Number two is Pong. 
number one, Yar's Revenge, the Revenge of Yar. They should just put out a game called Yar before he had to take revenge. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, if you want to find out more about us, head over to mildlypleased.com or look us up individually on Twitter or go to iTunes and search for Mildly Pleased where all our podcasts are. Under one convenient feed, you can listen to all our shows. Maybe you don't like it. If you want to keep listening, hit subscribe there. And in conclusion, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.